0: Welcome back to the What Is Life Dude podcast, everybody. We are your hosts, Eric and Sarah.
1: Welcome back. We're going into this with no plan. I I predict this will be a somewhat chaotic episode because we just got back a few days ago from our two-ish week trip to New York. And, you know, we're just still kind of settling back in. I feel like my voice sounds a little hoarse. So apologies for that. And also... I will apologize if I'm heavy breathing in this episode, because <laughs> I, I don't know if this is possible. Let me know if it's if not.
0: <laughs> what?
1: But I was saying to Eric, I think over the time we were in New York, I de-acclimated to the altitude.
0: No, and it's now, definitely possible. Since
1: yeah, since I've gotten back, I'm like talking as fast as I usually do, and I'm like. <sighs> <sighs> So uh, sorry breathing. in advance if that happens.
0: No, I think two weeks is enough time to, you know, uh, yeah, un unacclimate. <laughs> yeah, I think it's definitely a possibility.
1: Well, I know it takes it can take weeks to acclimate once you move here mm-hmm. or you're visiting here, but I don't know how long it takes to go back to baseline.
0: I would say if you're gone for more than a week, you'll have to reacclimate. I wonder if I can just Google it. Hold on, real quick. Can you unacclimate to a high altitude to high altitude? No, not can you acclimate to high altitude? Can you unacclimate? I mean, I can't imagine. All right. Well, Google doesn't know what I'm trying to say, but I'll do some research and I'll get back to you. But I think it's entirely possible, as the great Joe Rogan once said. All right. Also, Joe Rogan is not great. My opinion on him is not that. I actually don't like him at all. (laughs) just wanted to put that out there.
1: Okay, so what's going on? Today's Eric's birthday. It's my
0: birthday, and I'm a Leo, so I got (laughs) to sing about it. Thank you. You're welcome. Uh, Yeah, it's my birthday. (laughs) I finally ordered a new computer for my birthday. Uh, I've been waiting to get the new Mac Mini made by Apple. Ever heard of it? i don't know what's wrong the with the
1: brand me. or the mac mini
0: uh but i meant have you ever heard of apple oh yeah i don't know what's wrong with me today but i got my computer and i'm waiting for my other accessories to come so we figured we should do the podcast first because if we didn't i would want to just um be setting up my new computer and playing with it for the at, rest
1: of the day yeah
0: and then I'd, i wouldn't want to do the podcast which is fair yeah. Fair. So
1: I'm gearing up for a day of neglect after it arrives, but that's fine because I am waiting for some cake baking supplies because I'm going to make Eric a carrot cake today.
0: Yeah, let's talk about let's talk about cake for a second. Um when we were in New York, so my sister and my sister Lauren and I were 3 years apart, but our birthdays are only 5 days apart. So she's um July 29th. We're both Leos. Yes. And it's very, very evident. I feel like when I'm around my whole family now, though, I might be the most calm person. Maybe Allison.
1: You know, she has. I mean, you're both fire signs. Allison's
0: the one with the toilet paper. Just in case you're wondering.
1: <laughs> no, I think there's a there's a fieryness to all of you. I
0: think so. Yeah. But Allison is a Taurus. You know, it's funny. No,
1: she's Naries.
0: Oh wait. your other
1: sisters are tauruses
0: oh right they're tauruses Mm -hmm. yeah that doesn't make any sense to me (laughs) i think allison's allison's the chillest yeah but yeah it was really nice being back with them and for lauren's birthday we kind of we were like should we handle the cake should we do something in the way of cake so we asked her we were like do you want us to go get a cake somewhere and sarah was like oh well maybe i could make her a cake and I'm like, well, I don't want to make you, you know, it's not your kitchen. It's not, I don't know. It just might be an extra hassle. And Sarah was kind of like, no, no, no. Ask her if she'd want that. I was like, okay. And I was like, hey, La, do you think um, you'd want a, a homemade cake? And she, like, was on the verge of tears. She was like, yeah, I'd prefer <laughs> a homemade cake made by Sarah. And I remember, you know, every, like, Sarah's a very quiet person. And it takes a while to get, really, to get to know her. So, We've we've been dating for four years now, but we've lived in Colorado slash California this whole time. So my whole family in New York, it's it's taken them a long time to really get to know her because we're just not around them in person that often. And there's really no other way to get to know an introverted person. You know, we see that with my sister Lauren's boyfriend, who's just also kind of shy. It just it just takes time. Um, Shit. Where was I going with that?
1: cake <laughs> yeah
0: but well, but why why was i talking about the cake
1: you were just leading into how we we well because i said i was waiting for cake baking supplies
0: yeah but why did i start talking about your personality and everyone getting to know you
1: because
0: <laughs> i don't know it just felt extra special that sarah was like yeah i want to do this thing for my sister so uh she made her a cake and it was the best cake we've ever had I swear to God, I was going to say something else.
1: (laughs) Well, let it come to you. I just want to say I love baking. I've always loved baking. In college, I would skip class to bake. And at the time, I lived in a big house with 40, 50 other people. And I would just bake, bake, bake. And then I'd send an email out to the house mailing list. I'd be like, there's cake downstairs. There's bread downstairs. I made a bunch of cookies. And people would eat it. But since I've lived alone or with one other person... I, I can't be baking all the time. You know what I mean? It's hard so, to make a
0: cake because then you have then you both have to eat the entire cake yourselves. Yes. Yeah.
1: So I really miss baking. And I, I would really love an opportunity to bake more and share vegan baked goods recipes on my blog. So I was very inspired by my foray into homemade uh-huh. cake making it in was New York.
0: It was extremely delicious. I ate so much of it. And Lauren's birthday was the night before we left. So w- me, me and my family, we demolished half the cake in the first night. But then we left and we had to leave the second half of the cake with my parents. And I was, I'm just jealous that I didn't have more time to eat more of the cake. Um,
1: we'll have cake tonight. Yeah, we will. Carrot cake specifically.
0: My stepmom, Claudia, is a chocoholic. I feel like every woman <laughs> around that age is obsessed with chocolate. Is that true?
1: I feel people are obsessed with chocolate.
0: Is your is your mom obsessed with like does she love chocolate?
1: I don't know if she would say it so enthusiastically, but I, she does like chocolate, yeah.
0: I don't think she would say anything like that you know enthusiastically. What? I
1: think given the choice between like chocolate or french vanilla ice cream, she'd probably pick vanilla now that I think about yeah, it.
0: Yeah, I don't I don't see her as like a chocolate freak mm-hmm. you know but definitely my mom and my stepmom both are both just absolute fiends for chocolate so maybe it's just the moms in my family mm-hmm. but claudia loved the cake she was like holy shit this is the best i don't she didn't say this is the best cake i've ever had but i did but Claud- <laughs> claudia really wants sarah to start a uh, vegan cake business when i was on the phone with my dad he goes we'd invest <laughs> and i was like cool (laughs) thanks so that's been happening is uh sarah's been thinking about starting i mean is it a legitimate thought it really is
1: i mean i don't want to open like a brick and mortar store but i think it'd be cool like on a casual level to like network with people in our hometown like right now we're kind of i mean we're kind of in the middle of nowhere
0: we feel like we're in the middle of nowhere. Yeah,
1: we're technically in a college town, but especially now during, during the summer, school's not in session. So it's very quiet. For example, I think we said several months ago, maybe hmm. we, we went out on the town one night and we went to a couple different bars and we took Lyft or Uber to the different places because we were drinking and two of our three Uber drivers were the same person.
0: <laughs> this old guy in a pickup.
1: Yeah, and when we were trying to get to our shuttle on the way to the airport to go to New York, we were trying to time it. We didn't want to be sitting out in the sun because it's like a bus stop in the middle of summer. And we were not sure if we were going to be able to get a lift in time to take us to the bus stop 10 minutes away.
0: Because there was just no one driving around for lift.
1: Yeah, no one lives here. But when I was posting on my Instagram stories when we were in New York, I got so many people like responding like, oh, I live in Buffalo. So many people living in Buffalo. Okay.
0: Yeah. Buffalo, And they love it. Yeah. I would never, I would never (laughs) live there. (laughs) I feel
1: like New Yorkers like shit on other people and also on each other depending on their locality.
0: I mean, I went to school in Ithaca and it's so gray and cold and snowy. And all I've heard is that Buffalo is more intense. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yeah, I'm never, I'm never gonna live there. I looked at SUNY Fredonia mm-hmm. when I was touring colleges. Fredonia is like right around Buffalo, and we, I think we toured there because they have a like a good music, um, a good music school there. But I was like, I don't want to go to school all the way up here. Are you kidding me? I, I hear Buffalo is a cool place, but it's just it's way too. I don't know why they built all the big towns. You know, they have. Sir uh, Ithaca is not a big, like, not a huge town, but oh my god sarah's trying to move her (laughs) tiny desk with her foot and she's just like it's not sliding on the carpet it's just falling over so i had to get up and move it because it was extremely distracting
1: sorry i like to do things with as little effort as possible
0: but you were just making it more difficult for yourself
1: all right you're gonna entirely derail yourself again
0: okay um (laughs) all all the big towns in upstate new york seem to be like way out there rochester uh, syracuse buffalo they're all just like way the fuck out there and i'm like can you just build i mean i guess albany is is close but anyway we're trying to figure out where we want to live
1: right but i brought this up because when i was posting to my stories in new york i was getting a lot of responses a lot of vegan people live in there who follow me on socials i'm like wouldn't it be cool if I just had people asking me to make them a birthday cake. Like, honestly, it doesn't even need to be a business. I would just do it for free because, like, I just like baking. And if we had more friends here, if it were easier to make friends here, um, making friends as an adult is hard if you don't go to, like, a job out of your house. Um, But I would just be baking all the time and giving it away. So I think it would be cool if people would call upon me for their vegan cake needs.
0: I mean, we could definitely start something up where you make the cake and I like drop it off. Yeah. And, and I mean I was going to say collect the funds.
1: <laughs> collect the funds. But
0: I mean literally why would you use, why would you use cash? The cake drop. It's 2021, baby.
1: Or like a, other kinds of baked goods, pastries and like have a little booth at a farmers market or something. I
0: think that would, that be, would cute. be
1: cute. I think there's demand for it in a oh, big yeah. city oh, yeah. or near a big city.
0: I mean especially if we move like 2 hours you know, north of New York City. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's where, I mean, people just, that's why those areas are getting more populated and expensive because people are moving from the city, but they don't want to go too far, right. which is exa- exactly what we want to do. Um. So what else happened at the end of our trip? That Like that happened after...
1: <laughs> our last episode? The last
0: episode, yeah.
1: I'm having trouble remembering when we recorded our last episode.
0: We were about to go to the Mets game, right? Ah yeah well
1: tell us about highlights from the mets game
0: (laughs) okay so all season the mets have been dealing with injuries all right and the hitters are run performing, and some when the pitchers are good the hitters are bad no um, i'm not going to go into a baseball analysis about the game all i can say is that it was a terrible the game itself was terrible right
1: they lost 12 to 5
0: 12 to 5
1: we lost 12
0: to 5 yes we did you know, I was trying to convince my my family how much Sarah actually cares about the Mets <laughs> and they're all like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah, she's just doing it cuz she loves you." And I'm like, "No, she's actually invested, guys. She's literally invested in the team."
1: See, if you were a football crazed fan, I would not I, I would not be Why? on board. I don't like football. I don't really you like didn't the like culture.
0: Baseball? Oh yep that's the great.
1: culture surrounding it but whatever i don't want to insult I, sure yeah. i don't want to insult anyone
0: yeah i mean i don't mind i was a huge fo- i don't mind insulting people <laughs> i was a huge fan of football for a long time um also most of our listeners are women so i don't think they'd be insulted by the term toxic masculinity mm. I, I don't i just don't think so but as a former crazed football fan It's just a different, it's a whole different vibe Mm. and I don't like it anymore. I don't like the vibe. Baseball is much, it's not, it's not even chiller. It's just, I don't know. Anyway, the game itself was terrible. Do you want me to cut that out?
1: No, it's fine. Okay. Keep going.
0: (laughs) The game itself was terrible, but I had fun. My entire family was there. We were all sitting in a line. We took up like 10 seats. Um...
1: There were vegan options at City Field.
0: Yes, we went out to uh, Wright field b- by section one hundred and five. If you're interested, <laughs> there's a vegan stand. We got like a Southwest Beyond Burger, mm-hmm. and we got uh, sausage and peppers. Yeah. Okay, on listen, a hoagie roll.
1: So stadium food or like just food at events tends to be overpriced. And so what it was like 14, 15 bucks. And I was expecting like one beyond sausage with peppers. And they gave us two on a big ass bun. Yeah. And I was like, that's cool.
0: It was pretty good. We got some yeah. waffle fries. Uh, my sister Mallory bought me a beer for my upcoming birthday. <laughs> she was like, no, no, but let me buy you a beer. Let me buy you a beer. She's a mom now. So she's like, let me buy you. Be- no, no, it's not a big deal. Let me buy you a beer. <laughs> Eric, let me buy you a beer. She, she, I can't do their accents because they don't have the Jewish accent. It's just the New York accent, you know, but they all have it. They really got it. Uh, but, so the game was really nice. Um, something funny that kept happening is we were playing the Braves and they were, like we said, they were kicking our ass, right? So twice they hit home runs right by our section. One that like hit the, hit the, 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 the deck above us and like bounced off and it scared all of us but i think there were just two shots where we were like oh my god we could catch these
1: and eric had brought his
0: mitt Mm -hmm. with him
1: just in case Mm -hmm. you know
0: well because we were sitting in home run territory which was evidenced by the total three home runs that came near us we'll get to the third one in a moment (laughs) um but it was so funny because you know i was sitting next to my dad and twice a home run ball came so close to us and we were like looking we we're like oh my god we're our hearts are pounding we're like oh my god we had a chance at that and then we looked at each other and said oh my god that was a two-run home run for the other team <laughs> and then we got really upset because we were losing more and it's like so exciting that you forget that it's actually part of the game mm-hmm. right so let's get to this third home run it's like the seventh inning my family's planning on leaving during the eighth inning because if it was a close game we would have stayed But we were getting blown out and people were tired and, you know, we had to go back to Long Island. One of my sisters had to go back to the city. So getting out in the eighth inning. So we're like, okay, before we go, I want to, I want to (laughs) get, ever since I was little, ever since I was little going to Mets games at Shea Stadium, which is the old stadium for the Mets, they used to sell, or they still do, they sell soft serve ice cream in a little cup that's shaped like, it's designed like a Mets batting helmet. Right. So it's a little helmet and it has the Mets colors and the logo on it. And you eat your Carvel or your Mr. Softy soft serve out of it.
1: And it's like a collectible. So it's like a plastic. Yeah. It's designed to keep.
0: Yeah. It's like it's not nice, but yeah, it's reusable. Right. So Sarah noticed somebody in one of the rows near us was eating Dole Whip, <laughs> which I didn't know what it was, but it's just
1: whipped pineapples and sugar.
0: It's like, yeah, it's, so it's like it's fro- pineapple
1: soft serve, essentially.
0: Right. So it's just frozen fruit that they whip mm-hmm. that they like blend up. Yeah. So Sarah saw that and was like, that's vegan. And I'm like, really? And then we did some Googling. And we're like, yeah, it's vegan. It's just fruit and sugar, like you said. And I was like, "Ooh!" and they sell it in the uh, the helmet cup. <laughs> and I'm like, I must procure that. <laughs> so we got up and we were walking around. And then I saw someone else eating different ice cream out of not a batting helmet but i don't even know how to explain it they're eating it out of the home run apple will you explain what that is
1: all right so if you it's only for mets though right presumably if they hit a home run oh yeah it's only at the stadium city field. yeah does it have to go to a certain spot or just no. any home run
0: if a mets player hits a home run at city field
1: they have a giant <laughs> apple which rises out of the ground
0: in center field
1: <laughs> yes and it's the home run apple
0: yep that's it's been there. I don't know if they've it was definitely there at Shea Stadium. Was it there when they just when they opened Shea Stadium in like 1964? I'm not sure if it's been there forever, but at some point they installed this big ass apple. And then you know what we actually didn't see? You know, the old apple from Shea Stadium is outside, oh. like right in front of. Oh, we went into left field, that's why we didn't see it. But when you go in like the main entrance of City Field, outside is the old apple from Shea. That's And it is massive. (laughs) Like, it is so, so big. But they made a whole new one at the new stadium. So, they not only serve ice cream out of the replica Mets batting helmet, they also serve it out (laughs) of a home run apple that says, does it say, like, Mets home run? Yeah. Or something? Oh, my God. I'd never seen that before. It was amazing. (laughs) So, I was like, I need that. So, we walked around, like, half the stadium trying to find it. And then... And we're like, I, we don't know where it is. We saw Mr. and Mrs. Met taking photos with fans. We were like, oh, that's Mr. and Mrs. Met, the mascot and his um <clears throat> wife, I guess. <laughs> so we doubled back and I was like, let's let's walk, let's go up to this Mr. Softy stand because I think they might have it. And sure enough, they had it. So as we were as we were approaching the Mr. Softy stand saying, I, I looking in, I think I think we can get the Dole whip in the home run Apple. We hear the crowd start going wild, and I'm like, what's happening? What's happening? And I see a ball traveling midair. Brandon Drury from the Mets hit a home run, and I like ran from the concourse up to like the barrier of the seats, and I was I was, peeking my, I was craning my neck to the left, like, where's that ball going to land? And I turned to Sarah, and I said, that ball just landed in our seats. <laughs> that ball was hit right to our fucking seats, and we're in the concourse trying to find the home run out. <laughs> so I... Because... <laughs> I, there are just some markers on the field that I I took note of in our seats and said, we're in line with this. So I looked over and I said, yep, that ball was hit right to our seats. And I texted my dad and said, did that ball land where I was sitting? And he goes, it landed like four seats over. And I said, would I have, would I have had a chance to catch that? And he said, you would have had to knock a few people over. And I said, so yes, I would have had a chance. Looking... Okay, so it gets better, because I was mad looking at the highlight. I realized I could not have gotten it. It was there were too many people in between. It was maybe five or six seats away. There, I had no chance. Maybe if it took a uh, some sort of carom, if it bounced a certain way, I would have had a chance. But the best part was when we got home. I looked at the the replay, the highlight, and my dad is there, looking. He's he's like kind of like scuffling over to where the ball landed like oh can i can i get that if it bounces can i get that and we like got my whole family around and said look that's dad we like zoomed in and we were like that's dad in hd on the tv in hd it was hd glenn (laughs) it was so funny it was so funny so i ended up not being mad that we weren't at our seats because i realized i really had no chance at it we got the dole whip in the home run apple we ate it in the car on the way home and the home run apple is now home with us in Colorado.
1: Eric has been eating a lot of things out of it.
0: I've been eating snacks out we of it. We ate some
1: ice cream out of it.
0: Sarah drank some water out of it. <laughs> she just rinsed it off and filled it up with water and
1: snack mix. You name it, it's yep. versatile.
0: Um, so that was that was the last time we recorded the podcast before the right. game. <laughs> but
1: I was I was asking Eric after this had happened. I was like, well, have you ever considered that? if we hadn't gotten up that the home run wouldn't have been hit there it's like the, the it's butterfly weird, I, effect yeah yeah you know you never know how much everything influences everything else what if the fact that you were going in search of the home run apple caused a ripple in space-time, which allowed him to hit a home run what if you invoked wow. the home run
0: i think i just might have <laughs> i think i just might have
1: so they really owe that uh 12 to 5 loss to you what instead of 12
0: to 4 oh yeah 12 to 3 it was a, it was a two-run thing okay um but it, it's funny because you know when you say that now af- after the fact now i can I, I can understand what you mean and i can think about the butterfly effect and all that jazz but in the moment i was like yeah yeah, yeah that would be cool but um where did that home run land could i have gotten the ball
1: right that was
0: like my only thought
1: mm-hmm.
0: so uh, yeah yeah <laughs> Maybe maybe it's true. Maybe I did invoke the home run. There's um, an
1: alternate universe in which I don't know.
0: We we were at we were in our seats, no home run was hit.
1: And then there's another alternate universe in which it was hit, but it was hit right to you and you have a home run ball.
0: Yeah, actually when we when we were mm-hmm. home, we were talking about <clears throat> borrowing gloves from our neighbors cuz we didn't bring our gloves from Colorado. So we're like, oh, I wonder if our neighbors will lend us some gloves because they have a bunch of kids who all play sports. And they did, which was very nice of them. But as we were talking about this, we were, my dad and I were telling the rest of our family about this time in 2008 when we went to a Mets game. It was me, my dad, and my dad's dad. So three generations of Ames men at this game. And I caught two foul balls in the same game. Have I talked about this on the podcast? Probably not probably really okay well i'll tell the story quickly because i want to keep recapping our new york trip but basically at one point in the game we were sitting kind of behind home plate but like in the upper deck right so someone fouled the ball kind of straight back and i like went to catch it but it kind of like it was like a line drive right to me and my grandfather and we kind of like caught it and squished it between our bodies at like Hit both of us in the ribs kind of and we were both like ow and it hit my hand and i was like ow <laughs> we were like oh my god we got the ball so we caught that ball and then a few innings later there was not a line drive but like a pop-up right that was like whoa where's that gonna land because it's so tall it's hard to tell right and then it landed like a few seats down from my dad and since it was so high it bounced high no one caught it so people were clamoring for it and this guy was like running down all the steps and jumping over seats. And then the ball landed and started rolling towards my dad. He was just sitting in his seat and it was just rolling towards him. And this guy who had jumped over all the seats was like crawling on hands and knees to get the ball. And it kind of just rolled right to my dad before the guy could get there. And he was like, oh, hey, we got a ball. And the guy who was crawling was like, oh, yeah, you know, good game, basically. Like I I was close, but you got it, you know, good for you. And then we, we, my dad gave the ball to me and I was like, wow, we have, we got two foul balls in this game. It's just extremely unlikely. And my dad was like, you know what? You should find that guy who was crawling for it and give it to him because he was so close because you already have a ball. You got one earlier in the game. So we kind of, he took note of where he went because he was sitting pretty close to us. So I took the ball and I walked over and I was like, Hey, we caught a foul ball earlier. Do you want this one? Because you were so close to getting it. And he got emotional and he was so happy and he was like, oh my God, I wanted the ball so badly because I wanted to give it to my son. Now I was only like 13 or 14 at the time, so I don't remember, I, I, I always say this when I tell the story, but I have a feeling he said like his son was sick or something like that and he couldn't come to the game, but he loves the Mets. So I gave him the ball and he was like, let me do something nice for you. And I was like, what? And he's like, let's go to the, let's go to one of the team stores in the stadium and I'll buy you a jersey. Now the jerseys are like 120 bucks. And I'm like, "What? Really?" And I like we like went back to my dad and I was like, "Uh, he said he wants to buy me a jersey cuz I'm not just going to go with the strange man." And he's like, "He says he wants to buy me a jersey cuz I gave the ball to him." And my dad was like, "Okay, go get a jersey." So he bought me this jersey. <laughs> your dad this-
1: gives him his size. It's like, "Just make sure you get a Just make size.
0: sure you get an XL, all right?" <laughs> and I'm like, "But I wear a small." My dad's like, "XL." <laughs> Uh, so I still have the jersey after all these years. Um, and that's the story of uh, how I caught two foul balls that one time. Nice. Yeah. So while we were there, I asked my dad. I was like, because we were telling that story to my family. I was like, do you you have that ball, right? He's like, yeah, of course. I have it on my desk. And I was like, can I have it? And he was like, yeah, sure. So now I I brought this ball back to Colorado and has a smudge mark on it from where it was hit. <laughs> and I remember exactly who hit it. And it was it's pretty cool yeah cute yeah uh, okay so what happened after the Mets game what day was that Tuesday so then we had Wednesday and Thursday before we went home what the hell did we do on Wednesday
1: it's a blur it we, really I, I started to do a little bit of work near the end of the trip yeah. which is fine
0: I don't think anything exciting happened on Wednesday
1: okay sister birthday
0: yeah we went to hibachi for my sister Lauren's birthday that was that was your first hibachi experience what did you think
1: it was fun. It, it's I see. I know that dating you has been a net, a net positive for me. <laughs> if in case it was uh, in question, because now it is, <laughs> because as as in the past that would have made me extremely uncomfortable.
0: It seems like it did though, but well, n- you but know not a little bit. But it was yeah. fine.
1: So it's like if explain hibachi to anyone who hasn't had this delightful experience
0: okay so the actual word hibachi is a japanese word that i looked this up at the restaurant it describes like a small clay pot i think that you heat up right that you put like coals in or something Mm -hmm. and then you put and then i'm pretty sure you put like a cooktop on top of it but it's like a small little thing but i guess americans have adapted the term to be used in these restaurants where there's like a big flat top griddle with like eight or ten seats around it so the chef can cook in front of you so kind of the same idea right of having Mm -hmm. like a heated cook cook Mm cooktop but they've adapted it to mean like this whole experience of the chef cooking in front of you and theatrical yeah it's theatrical he's he or she is being funny and you know like he's chopping up zucchini and tossing he tries to toss one in everybody's mouth and it's they're just like, they're really hamming it up. Mm-hmm. Right. So that's, that's kind of what it is. They just, they have, they have the shtick every yeah. time you go. And I, I, swear to God, it's different in New York. Like, I've been to hibachi in Colorado with Brandon McManus, the kicker for the Broncos. No big weird experience. <laughs> it's just like a weird, a weird tale if you're a fo- speaking of football. Um, and he was like, Hey, this guy's vegan. That means no dairy, no eggs. And the hibachi waitress, she was like, Yeah okay, got it, I am American, I understand. <laughs> and Brandon McManus was just really hammering home. In case anyone knows who this guy is and you think I'm kidding, I'm not, this really happened, DM me, I'll tell you the story. <laughs> but that's what hibachi is. But I, like I said, I think their they're shtick, their hamminess, they do it more in New York. So we've been going to hibachi since we were little for special occasions and we had enough people where we took up the entire table and we didn't have to sit. Because if you only go like with like if it was like the two of us mm-hmm. they would just pair us with other couples and stuff
1: oh that sounds terrible <laughs> yeah it's not
0: nearly as much fun
1: right
0: uh so what kind of shtick did he do he cut up the zucchini and tried to toss one my sister allison who i was sitting next to could not for the love of god <laughs> catch a single one so he threw like two or he was like he tried once and she missed and he tried again and she missed and then he scooped up like seven pieces of zucchini and like flung them all in her face <laughs> it was very funny
1: the sake. The sake. In these squeeze bottles.
0: Yeah, they have sake and squeeze bottles. And he, <laughs> my sister Allison was like, yeah, I don't really want to drink tonight. She, she ordered a Coke. But then Claudia got this like big sugary alcoholic beverage. And Allison was like, yeah, I'm just going to order Coke. I don't really want alcohol tonight. And then she ended up drinking Claudia's drink. <laughs> and the guy turned to her with the squeeze bottle of sake and said, sake, sake. And she was like, okay. And like opened her mouth. And he just squeezed the sake.
1: From a distance. From
0: a distance.
1: And now that I think about it, that is very brave that he aimed properly every time.
0: They're so good at what they do. Right. They're so good at the all the moves.
1: Also, when he started to shoot the sake into her mouth. It took me a moment to realize it was sake and not oil because the oil and like the soy sauce were in the same like squeezy bottles. And I was like,
0: what? Right. Well, that's disgusting. <laughs> it's like 800 calories of, of uh, canola oil. Uh, and then I did it and then my sister did it. But it was funny because he came, he went back to the sake thing like a few minutes later and he did it to me, <laughs> did it to Allison, skipped Sarah because you didn't want any. And then next was my sister. And he was like, oh, right. You're the birthday girl. And then he grabbed a second bottle. And she was like, no, 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 like (laughs) feigning, like she didn't want to do it. And he was like, oh, I won't do it from a distance. So then he grabbed the second bottle, walked around the table to my sister and got really close and put both bottles (laughs) right up to her mouth. And we're squeezing sake into her mouth.
1: Great photo op.
0: We got some Polaroid (laughs) uh, photos. Yeah it was just such a it's so weird mm-hmm. it's so weird i would never bring you there for your birthday
1: <laughs> it was fun though yeah it was fun to not be the focus and to
0: be there you yeah. know yeah do you want a mic stand no it's fine <laughs> you're like Sarah? bicep
1: is getting really strong
0: wow you should switch arms so you're even uh okay so that was just no answer so that was the hibachi experience um what, what was one thing okay here's something okay so the guy who the the hibachi chef was clearly i don't know if he was japanese he was an asian guy with a slight accent right um but he spoke perfect english and i swear i swear he (laughs) He broke character he i swear they have them like ham up their asianness i'm not gonna say japanese because i don't know for sure he was japanese and i don't want to assume anything so i swear they ham up their asianness to like do the show because at one point my sister lauren who was borrowing a, pol- a polaroid camera from somebody she was snapping pictures and she took a nice picture of him doing his thing and it came out really cool she ended up actually giving it to him and he was really stoked because he's like this is an awesome picture of me cooking um so at one point he was like oh yeah like i remember those cameras like from when i was little like you know i used to play with them with my mom or whatever and he just said like this nice anecdotal normal thing and then like a second later what did he say
1: I don't remember.
0: Uh, I, th- I think he was about, oh, right, because it was right before he served something to someone and he, like, scooped a bunch of food up and was like, yummy, yummy, eat up, and, like, said this thing, and we were like, what? What? Like, they have this shtick, and he, like, I could have sworn his accent came out more when he went back into his hibachi chef thing, and I was like, do they have these guys pretending to be, like, less American than they really are? He's just like an American, an Asian-American guy.
1: Mm.
0: I think it's part of the shtick. As if anyone has any experience with that, let me know what you think. Does that sound crazy? No. No. No, right?
1: No. I think it makes sense, I guess.
0: Yeah. But it was nice to see him kind of break out of the thing and be like a normal guy. not a human. Not, not performing.
1: A human and not just a hibachi god.
0: Uh, Exactly. (laughs) They are gods. They do all these like uh, knife tricks and stuff.
1: And like the flames, you know. Mm -hmm. I I am afraid of that stuff.
0: Yeah, like at the very beginning. Fire tricks. At the very beginning, they like put grease all over the griddle and light it all on fire. And he said, watch your eyebrows. (laughs) So uh, you should go do hibachi if you've never done it. It's pretty fun. Uh, and then we ate a bunch of cake and we got home. Oh, why don't you tell them what Charlie did? The family pooch. <laughs> Please. Okay. Well, actually start by telling them uh, what she's prone to doing.
1: So usually sometimes... <laughs> there have been a few times in the past where Eric has gotten a text on his family group text and there's a photo of a little turd in the middle of a bed. A very specific bed... The, the bed in their guest
0: bedroom that we were staying in yes at that point
1: so this happens when she's left alone i guess maybe uh, felt a little neglected because I... there were so many people and everyone was commenting on how oh i don't think charlie likes it there's babies now and everyone's fawning over the babies because now charlie's not the center of attention which she likes to be
0: and keep in mind that she is seven years old She's not a puppy, mm. but she will still poop in the bed as some sort of vengeance. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. So continue.
1: So we get home from the hibachi. We're all sitting downstairs in the living room. Eric's stepmom, Claudia, goes upstairs and goes, Uh-oh. <laughs> Charlie. And we're we're just waiting for clarification. And your dad goes, Did she poop? And she goes, not quite um and there's a, like a long pause if we're all waiting for context
0: and because we were staying in the room that can that has the bed that she's prone to pooping on i was like i'm not gonna everyone was like fl- flocking to the stairs to go upstairs to see what happened and i'm like i'm not going anywhere because she either pooped on our bed or barfed on our bed or like tore something up in our room and i was like i don't want to know what happened because Odds are it's our stuff.
1: Well, what I was legitimately terrified of was that we had made Eric's sister's cake that morning and decorated it while they were out and about.
0: We is an overstatement. You did everything.
1: Well, I had Eric. Eric took her out to breakfast and I stayed behind so I could finish decorating the cake and kind of like, and I hid it upstairs in our room so that she wouldn't see it before the reveal. And I was really worried that Charlie had somehow like, pulled it off the dresser and it had exploded onto the ground and like
0: in the entire thing and it's
1: chocolate and dogs and chocolate you know so that was my fear
0: so <laughs> we're like what happened and it turns out charlie had uh went into the like like the uh the shared bathroom like the mm-hmm. h- bathroom in the hallway grabbed a box of tampons <laughs> went back into my parents the master bedroom and just absolutely destroyed tore the entire box of tampons to shit. <laughs> so, I mean, I guess it could have been worse, but yeah. it's just she's she's a good mm-hmm. dog, right? Yeah. She's a, like she sh- is. She'll sit, she'll come, she'll she's not great at staying, but she's she's a good dog and she's mature now she's 7 but she still will sometimes do shit like that when she's left alone just
1: to keep you in your place <laughs> i don't
0: know what what that she's like such a sassy little queen <laughs> i i don't know how to i don't know what her problem is i think she just gets salty when she's left alone mm. so box of tampons we were all well we were laughing the people who had to clean it up weren't laughing um
1: they were though and it was just everyone's like simultaneously scolding her and also petting her (laughs) very mixed messages
0: right claudia's trying to scold her from like the stairwell and she's on her back on the couch with all of us giving her kisses and rubbing her belly and she's like staring at claudia as claudia's like bad girl and we're all like it's okay charlie and she's just her face said, I'm terrified, but her body said, ooh, this is nice because she was getting rubs. Mm. Uh, and then we left the next day. Um, anything happened? We were terrified that, well, actually, I was not terrified. My dad was concerned. They've been having issues when trying to go to, my dad tried to get to the airport with an Uber to come out here last month. And the Uber showed up at like 5.45 in the morning and said, oh, you're going to you're going to JFK? I'm not driving to the airport right now. And he left and my dad had to get into his car, (laughs) drive to the airport and park it and pay for the entire week of parking at JFK, which is astronomically expensive, of course. And then one of my sisters came in from the city and they tried to take an Uber back. And the same thing happened. They said, we're not driving to Manhattan right now from Long Island. And we're like, what is Uber? What are they doing?
1: Because they don't apparently let the drivers know up front before accepting a ride where the destination is
0: yeah and i'm like you should fix that because it's bad for everyone Mm -hmm. so we kind of we were kind of anticipating calling an uber to bring us to the airport and them saying no but we got the first one it was very nice Mm -hmm. got to the airport we had a how long was our delay in total two hours Mm -hmm. (sighs) at least LaGuardia used to be the shithole airport of new york And JFK used to be the nice one, but they've been renovating it for like literally 15 years now. And the terminal that Southwest flies out of, we were flying Southwest, is like beautifully remodeled now. Mm -hmm. We got an impossible burrito. We got some snacks. It wasn't amazing waiting there for so long, but we did it. But the problem is from our house in Colorado, we took a shuttle to the airport. What? You're looking at me.
1: I was going to tell a story later. I'll do it at the end.
0: Okay, don't forget, though. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, So, yeah, we took a shuttle from our house to the airport, and then we ordered a shuttle to bring us back. But it was the last shuttle of the night in Colorado, and with our two-hour delay, we were going to miss it by a lot. So I called the shuttle place. I'm like, I'm getting my money back because we're going to miss the shuttle, and it's not our fault. And they're like, sorry, if it's within 24 hours, you can't. I'm like, uh, that, I, I get it, but I'm getting my money back. I ended up calling today officially and getting my refund finally. But, you know, it was like a $90 shuttle for both of us. And we ended up having to take $160 Uber from the airport back to our house.
1: And we weren't even sure we were going to get someone who would drive us that far yep. at what 11 p.m.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: We we were terrified. It was raining. Yeah. <laughs> That's why our, we had, had a delay. I... There was a period, I don't know how long that Denver International Airport was completely closed all incoming flights. Nothing was leaving because of inclement weather. And so there was a period during our flight where we were just kind of circling, waiting for more intel. They were like, we might have to reroute to Pueblo to refuel oh, yeah. before going to Denver. And we're like,
0: Oh my God.
1: no. Yeah, I think it's just, I don't know. You have to plan for these things with flying, so.
0: I was very drowsy on the flight, so (laughs) when I looked at the map and I saw we did a few circles over Kansas, (laughs) I was like, is this really (laughs) happening? I'm like, why? You know, you're supposed to go straight. Why are you going in circles? (laughs) Uh, Yeah, that was strange, but it it all worked out. I mean, if we hadn't gotten the refund, we would have been, I mean, to pay for the shuttle we didn't use on top of the extremely expensive Uber. Right oof that would have burned
1: well listen i just have to say so we go out to the area where you can catch um an uber or lyft we have requested a ride and we're kind of going back and forth between uber and lyft and it's taking a really long time like it took maybe over 10 minutes for someone to accept our ride right and then we you know because of what has happened with eric's family we're like are they going to come here and inform us that they don't want to drive an hour but eventually, we found this guy who was able to take us. It was really nice. And oh, and you're going to talk
0: about me falling asleep, aren't you? Th-
1: there's okay. Listen, it starts raining like t- mad, like absolute madness.
0: Kitties and pooches.
1: Eric is asleep. <laughs> <laughs> I am afraid of of cars to begin with. I'm very afraid of driving in the rain. And at one point, then there's a lot of construction on the way out to, there's this one long road that leads to our hometown, not hometown, no, Uh, where we live. Where we currently (laughs) live.
0: And all these highways in Colorado, when when you're going in between the cities and the towns, they're not really lights on the highway.
1: They're in the middle of nowhere, yeah. So (laughs) it's pouring rain. At one point, the driver's like, I'm not really sure where the road is anymore. And I'm like, I'm quiet because I don't want to panic in front of the stranger. And I'm like elbowing you and you sleep, <laughs> And you wake, you stir for a moment. You're like, everything okay? And I'm like,
0: yeah. Did I say that?
1: You, yeah, you were like, is it okay? I don't remember And then that you went back all. to sleep. Yeah, and I was like, was... am I going to die? Like, is that what's going to happen right now?
0: Well, okay. So the re- <laughs> now remember, I said I was drowsy on the flight. And the reason I was so tired after the flight is because... Now, when I when I board a flight and we're about to take off, I take a very tiny Klonopin because I get freaked out and claustrophobic on planes. So it just makes me feel instead of uh, extremely panicky, it makes me feel nothing. Normal. <laughs> it makes me feel nothing. Exactly. You were not
1: showing any concern the entire time we're on the flight. Like I was like freaking out and you're like, this is fine this is fine i'm like yeah this is not my boyfriend
0: it definitely it definitely doesn't put me in like a woo i'm high it just makes me feel like i mean like i said it makes me not freak out on airplanes right so
1: so i freak out twice as much to compensate
0: so that makes you drowsy right which is why i was like why are we going in circles man what the hell <laughs> and then i mean by the time we were in the uber it was like 1 a.m new york time mm-hmm. right because we had adjusted to the east coast time so i was just so tired in general i don't even know i don't know how you were awake i just because i was shitting
1: my pants
0: (laughs) right i don't know where the road is i'm so sorry you just sort of like i felt really bad for this
1: yeah i felt really bad for this guy because he's gonna have to drive home alone in the rain luckily the rain did ease up literally as soon as we took our exit which is cruel thank you fate um (laughs) And I was like, L- I, we have to tip this guy well because I feel so bad. Yeah. So I threw I, I him a nickel and said,
0: buy yourself something pretty. <laughs> yeah. I mean, remember when we got home and we were like, it, this does not smell like our house. It didn't look like our house. It was so weird. So weird. I'm, I don't
1: have I ever been away from home for that long.
0: 12 days. It's a long time. Yeah. Um. Yeah. That was the end of our trip. Is that the story you wanted to tell?
1: no oh well it? it wasn't a real story but I was just on the topic of waiting at LaGuardia Eric was wearing a Mets shirt so first off oh boy th- there were a bunch of people there was like a cute little kid also wearing a Mets shirt and we were passing him in the other direction and he like looked at his mom and he was like look like gesturing towards Eric like secretively because he was also wearing a Mets shirt and Eric just like looks at him and like Waves.
0: I think I gave him a thumbs up. (laughs) Yeah. I like. I like pointed on my shirt and gave him a thumbs up, and he was like,
1: "Yeah." The fandom is real.
0: And then I looked at Sarah and I said, "So you want a son, right?" And she said, "Yes." I'll
1: take ten. No, um, ten little. We're gonna catch so many foul balls.
0: (laughs) We're gonna we're gonna put them all over the stadium. We're gonna have two. We're gonna have two little guys in left field, three in right field. Do you think they'll
1: let us bring walkie talkies into City Field? Probably. Yeah. Nice. I don't see why not well i'll remember that so what was i saying oh so we had gotten our impossible burrito we were sitting in the middle of the like dining area and this janitor just comes up what is it janitor security
0: i couldn't tell i think he was a custodian yeah yeah yeah
1: he just comes up and you're gonna have to do the voice because i i can't do it what did he say well he just wanted to talk about sports Oh, oh i think he was like can I ask you a question?
0: Oh, he was, That was good. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He's like, can I ask you a question? <laughs> so the the day we flew out was the deadline for Major League Baseball. Um, it, it was the trade deadline. So it was the last day t- t- teams could trade players to one another. And a lot of crazy shit always goes down on that day. So while we were en route to the airport, the Mets had traded for... Um, This guy, Javier Baez, who's like kind of a star player. So it was like, oh, my God, they traded him to the Mets. So all this hype is happening while we're traveling. So we're sitting eating a burrito. This guy, can I ask you a question? (laughs) And I'm like, yeah. And he's like, what do you think about that trade the Mets made? (laughs) And I was like, oh, I love it. I think he's going to be blah, 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 blah. And he was like, yeah, my Yankees traded for Rizzo and for Gallo. So uh, they might be blah, blah. And I just had this. We like talked for a second and we walked away and we started eating. And he was a custodian, so he was going around like cleaning stuff up and just, he walked back around to us and he was like, one more thing. He was like, one more thing, <laughs> if, if, if you don't mind. You know? Like these New York guys sound like such assholes, but like he was being so nice. It's just, yeah. he had like that gruff voice. You're one more thing, if you don't mind me asking. <laughs> and he was like, yeah, so do you think Jacob DeGrom's going to pitch again this season? <laughs> We're just like talking about baseball. He's like, my Yankees, you know. It was so funny.
1: It really was.
0: And then Sarah said, "Yeah, you belong here." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the, I mean, I asked you this during last week's episode, but now how do you feel about moving back to the East Coast, close to my family?
1: I'm on board 100%.
0: You li- you really like them. Yeah. They really like you. And I, you know, I was saying Sarah was coming out of her shell more around my family as is natural
1: without alcohol yeah, you didn't drink I'm at so all proud of myself
0: <laughs> i drank i mean i didn't drink a lot but i drank a lot compared to how i how much i usually drink which is nothing mm-hmm. so i was having like one or two beers a, a day with my family and it's so strange yeah you didn't really didn't drink anything
1: yeah i kept opening ciders and then not finishing them yeah yeah, yeah.
0: but yeah i want to go back it seems uh seems like it'll be nice mm-hmm. i think we might head out there again in the fall see some fall foliage explore yeah. some places without the entire family being there you know and like like familial obligations mm-hmm. you know so that'll be nice it will um yeah is that it that was the end of our trip it was let's talk about one more thing before we go our song our new song
1: Okay, (laughs) you were looking at me like you're expecting me to say something. I
0: was. I was expecting you to say, oh, yeah, we didn't talk about our song and all these playlists and how many streams it's getting. So if you're a Spotify person, you know that very small artists who don't have a lot of streams on their songs um, next to their song, it'll say less than a thousand streams. And it's just so sad to see songs that say less than a thousand streams.
1: Oh, it's not sad.
0: When you're the artist, it's sad. Because you can't see the you can't see the exact number yet. It just mm-hmm. says less than a thousand, and then when you break a thousand, it shows the the exact number. Um, so I've been doing all this playlist research and reaching out to these playlist curators, not the official Spotify editors, because there's like a very specific uh, way you have to do that when you release songs. But after the song's out, you can kind of just reach out to curators, and a lot of them like. Th- they require like a donation because they'll market they'll they market the playlist that they put your song on, right? So they'll use the money you give them to make Facebook and Instagram ads. Like, oh, check out our playlist, right? Um, and there are a lot of them who just get a lot of submissions and only select songs that they think are good enough for a certain playlist. So I've just been finding them and reaching out and we've gotten our song on like a few playlists with like 20, 30, 40,000 likes. And we're getting like, streams people are listening to our song it's pretty cool it's so cool and i just wanted to say we've said this before but now that we have the music out and we're you know we're figuring out how to spend money on marketing and marketing includes paying paying these playlists you know to market our to market the playlist with our song right um That the money we're using comes from you guys who support the podcast. It's like we're just directly taking it from that account and applying it towards this goal. Mm -hmm. So thank you. I just wanted to you know sometimes we sometimes we wind up using that money for certain things, and when we do, I like to announce it Mm -hmm. and say, "Hey guys, you know when you support the podcast, this is this is what you're paying for." Right. I'm we're not. I'm not like buying like airsoft guns with them with the money
1: yeah i mean for the most part we have just used it on we've purchased some like um plugins right Mm -hmm. for your music production yep a little bit of advertising yeah yeah so i mean we have it in a separate account and for the most part it's all for cute threat stuff yeah yeah
0: so just wanted to throw that in there Um, And I think that's all we got to say for this week. Yeah, I think so. Cool. Well, thank you guys for listening. We'll talk to you more next week. And speaking of giving us money to use for marketing, etc., it's time for our supporter shout out. Hi, guys. We're pausing this conversation for a few moments to give a big thank you to our supporters. These are our listeners who make a monthly contribution through Anchor, which is our hosting platform. If you'd like to become a supporter as well, you can visit anchor.fm slash whatislifedude and click on the support button.
1: And if you enjoy the show, another great way to support us is by giving us a positive rating and a review on iTunes. Just takes a few moments and it helps new listeners find the podcast so we can continue to grow our community. So thank you so much to everyone who supports us in one way or another. This podcast wouldn't exist without you guys.
0: So without further ado, shout out to our anchor supporters, Inga, Mel, Morgan, Jennifer, Scotty, Glenn, Kevin, Jessica, Marie, Nina, Izzy, Reem, Alexis, Annalise, Nadia, Merv, Nicole, Teresa, Kelsey, Anna, Megan, Samantha, Dylan, and Sarah.